Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to continue to talk to you about a reformation of being. Which, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, um, I'll talk to us about a reformation of being. Um, another title for this week could be, and this is kind of where I left it last time I spoke, but Jesus is an example of us, not for us. All right, Jesus is an example of us, not for us. That'll probably just mess with you straight away, so I quite like doing that. I like landing things that make you think. So let's get into the scripture here. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 we'll go from. <coughs> I'm in the NIV this week. <laughs> so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. I just want to land back in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And later, if you want to be kind of ahead of the game, you're going to be in John 14. So we're going to head there. I'm going to head there, but we're not going to read it till a bit later on. If you want to find that. On your electronic gizmo or your old-fashioned paper Bible, John 14, and park, park a finger or a whatever, pause there. So, 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. Um, if you've been a believer any length of time, you will have heard that verse, you've probably memorized it either deliberately or accidentally, you will know that you, when you come into God's kingdom, you become a new creature in Christ, and then we move on. But the reason we're to know no one from a worldly point of view is because when heaven invaded you, something very profound happened. Uh, but often we have not made that shift in the way that we regard both one another but also ourselves. So you're supposed to regard, not regard yourself from an earthly point of view. All right? This exhortation includes you. All right? See, some of us can look, maybe look about how everybody else is wonderful and what they're doing for Jesus, and then we look at ourselves and we don't see us from a heavenly point of view. We see us from our old framework, our old earthly point of view. But this exhortation is that our perspective changes about everybody who's in Christ, including you. And there's a reason to not think of people from an earthly point of view anymore. And the reason is that heaven's invaded them. And that's a pretty good reason. And, and I just want to, I, I did it the other week, but I just want to do it again because I want to unpack what this verse really means because we become so familiar with it, we can end up not allowing it to land all its juicy goodness in our life. We can end up just go, oh yeah, I know that, without actually not, connect, not, and not connecting to what it really means. So I'm, I'm going to do a bit of you know, word by word dismantling and then put it back together. So the new, the word new, which appears in this twice, new creation, the new has come, is, <coughs> I won't bother with giving you what the Greek word is because that's just showing off, um, but what it means is new in quality, an innovation, new in nature, a fresh development or opportunity, 
something not found exactly like this before. It's that kind of new. An innovation, qualitatively new, in nature new, not found like this before. So immediately that should flag up to us that we can't compare our old life with our new life because something new, something qualitatively different has appeared in you when you come into Christ. And other models of life on the planet without Christ are not good models to follow because you represent something unique, something fresh something never seen before, so how can you follow other models if you're, you're the first? If you're a new innovation, the, new innovations do not follow old innovations, otherwise they wouldn't be new. I mean, am I making sense? And creature or creation, new creation... The Greek word proper, means properly creature or creation, which is founded from nothing. So the, the, the Latin word is ex nihilo. I'm probably not pronouncing that properly. But what it means is that the, this new creation is a creation made from absolutely nothing. So like Adam, when God makes Adam... He takes dust, doesn't he? And he breathes into dust. So that's not ex nihilo, that's ex earthio. <laughs> to totally muck up the Latin. <laughs> but it, all right, although it's a miraculous creation, it is from something. It's from a substance that God then works on and makes a man. This creation happening in this verse is from nothing. Now, we have a grid for that because we know that God did a from-nothing creation when He spoke creation into being. You know, by faith we understand that God created the heavens and the earth. He just he breathed it. He spoke it. By the Word of God, He commanded it to come to pass from nothing, from our perspective, from nothing, but God's resources, God's economy, He spoke, and material matter, time-space, dimensional universe came into being from nothing. God made it by a declaration, by a spoken word, yeah, by a sound. Because we don't, we don't know what God sounds like all the time, but He made a sound and suddenly physical reality appeared. Time, space, the dimensionality that we can measure and taste and experience came from nothing by a creative act of God. Awesome, eh? That's the kind of creation it's talking about in this verse. So something entirely new from nothing, a new creation. He's not breathing on a bit of you is bringing something completely new. Something from the outside to the inside. Something you didn't have before. So it's not even improving you. He's not taking anything of you. He's bringing something new that He breathes in and creates inside of you. With no human additives. No flipping human E-numbers. No earth numbers. 
It's only heavenly numbers. And it says that the old things, old things pass away, old things. What are the old things? Well, the old word, old things, means literally primeval, from the beginning, from ancient times. I don't know what the word primeval conjures up to, to you, but it conjures up to me stories, I don't know, di- dinosaurs in swamps and all that kind of, well, maybe it's just my brain, you know, I go on all, all sorts of funny directions. But primeval, it's from, it's from the beginning. It's, it's, it's the, old, the old which is gone is, is you from its earliest time. The old man formed from dust, the primeval you which is what we were before. The form from dust, the, the earthly being, the earthed being, the earthbound being, the sin-entrapped being, the devil-dominated being. Hello. Because way, way back in the garden, the man made from dust submitted his authority to the, the devil who tempted him. And he began to rule over man where man was supposed to rule over the planet. That's the primeval you. The Bible tells us in Adam all die. Romans 5. The old, the primeval you, passed away just means perished, gone, dead. It's dead. (laughs) You need to know, unlike Monty Python, to go where I want to go and I'm not... No, I'm not going to go there. She's an ex-parrot. <laughs> His parrot is deceased. Go on, Nick, give us a bit more. <laughs> Nick's giving me the whole sketch just right in front of me. <laughs> well, just apply the parrot sketch. If you know, anybody know the parrot sketch, Monty Python? To your old man. (laughs) It's perished. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, Paul says. Funny, you look alive to me. He says, no, the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. His death was my death. His cross was my cross. His extinction of my oldness extincted me. I am extincted, extinguished. <laughs> I'm going to get no prizes for oratory skill, am I? Like, what? I like making up words as I go along. Just Romans 6, we know that. Our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing or done away with. 
old has passed away. That we should no longer be enslaved to sin. The new, the new innovation, the new never seen before, the new nature, the new thing has come. It's happened. So that, 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 this is my paraphrase. If we put all that, you know, so we've taken the thing apart, let's put it back together. What, what is it saying about us? So remember, you need to view one another and yourself through this lens now because this is the heavenly lens because you've been invaded by God's power, God's presence, His Spirit. The resources of heaven have been released to you to do something. So if anyone is in Christ, he is an innovative, never-before-seen creature formed by God in the same way as He created the planets from nothing but His word and breath. He or she is a new, has a new nature formed purely of God's substance and activity. Oh. When you are born again, God breathes into you something from His realm, not your realm. He needs no assistance, both either from your ideas your, or your substance or earthly substance. He literally creates something heavenly inside of you with no additives from earth. Hello. I'm talking about you and me. Literally, heaven invades you and remains. The Spirit of God, the nature of God, is breathed into life and created on the inside of you. Sorry, I've gone off on one, but that's an expansion of my expansion. I'm going to start again. If anyone is in Christ, he's an innovative creature formed by God in the same way as he created the planets. Isn't that awesome? From nothing but his word and breath, he or she is a new, has a new nature formed purely of God's substance and activity. Nothing of earth. Nothing of earth. In fact, the old style earthly person has perished dead long ago on the cross. It's a really good reason to celebrate breaking bread and drinking wine and saying, ho, 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 he died so that I could live. And actually, I died so that I could live because I died with him. Oh, I'm preaching it again back to the verse. Nothing of earth. In fact, the old style earthly person has perished dead long ago on the cross. The new, never before seen you has happened. The true you designed in eternity by God. Something new is happening on the planet and it's you. And God's positioning us in different places so that we can happen. In the snowboarding club or in the call center, we're happening. Because we are we are literally carrying heaven's nature inside of us something no one else on the planet has seen and we are happening we have happened in Christ wow how exciting how wonderful is that our being is being changed heaven's substance is in you heaven's realities 
are streaming into your spirit continually. I don't know how many megabits a second it is, but it's better than broadband. You know, most of us have you know, internet at home, there's internet in cafes, and you know, how fast it comes to you is about, I don't understand these things, but you know, the, the megabits per second business. They just doubled mine at home, which is cool. So you can get, you can get you know, sound and videos a lot quicker downloaded. Listen, we have an open channel to heaven's realities. It's not all crackly and it's not like the old style wireless. <laughs> I had one as a kid. I had a, a World War II wireless in my room and you could hang a big long wire out of the window and, and it would go <laughs> but you could tune in to like Russia. You couldn't understand it but you could tune in. <laughs> now this is this is this is better than digital. This is crystal clear connection because it doesn't have any earth in it. We've been flipped. We're no longer earthly creatures reaching to God and heaven. We're heavenly creatures reaching into the earth. I'm going to say that again because you didn't get it. We're no longer earthly creatures reaching up to God for heaven, but we are heaven-filled creatures reaching from heaven down to earth. We're dispensers of, of that realm to this realm. We're not desperately trying to get into that realm from this realm. Hmm. And it's very, it's too easy sometimes for us to partner with lesser thoughts, which is why we're exhorted to know, know, not know one another according to the flesh, because that's how we used to function. We were kind of these useless flawed hunks of meat walking around the planet trying to find God. Just throw a couple more verses in. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He unites himself with the Lord. is one spirit with him. That's what I'm talking about. It's super spiritual broadband. You are in. 2 Peter 1, 4, We're partakers of the divine nature. We've, we've talked a lot about identity as a church. We've talked a lot about <clears throat> being, enjoying forgiveness and God's free gift of righteousness. We spent probably the first four years as a church talking about that. You get to be righteous for free. It's a free gift. You're clothed with His righteousness. It's not a work. It's not obtained by works. It's a gift. You're clothed with righteousness, and that is powerful. You're cleansed from all sin. The sin that you have committed, the sin you may right now be committing, and the sin you will commit is all dealt with for free. Well, it cost him a lot, but you get it by faith for free. So you are justified by faith. You are, you are someone who is seen as righteous by God. And we spent a lot of time talking about sonship and adoption, how... He has released through that wonderful death and resurrection. He's released this spirit of adoption that we've been adopted into his family. Our identity now is sons and daughters of the king. We're royal priesthood. We're kings and priests to our God and we're walking around here because he's moved our address 
to his from our old one. We've been adopted legally into his family. Our identity has shifted. We're not now sinners. We're saints. We're royal sons and daughters. Yeah. And we need to keep hearing that. We need to keep soaking that identity shift into our life because that is who we are. The danger with all those messages is that we can hear all those messages and start. And the other thing we've talked about is how God's called us to do the works that Jesus did and that Jesus said you can do them and you can do greater works. And all these kind of messages can come to us and we can enjoy them for a while. And if we're not careful and if we keep reading ourselves through earthly lenses, we, 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 there are dangers to these messages. So some of us can be sitting there thinking, Flip, I can, flip, I can never do what Teresa did. Because that's just another job on my list of how to be a Christian. You know, and I'm not making pray every day, read my Bible. So now I'm supposed to pray for the sick every day. My goodness. Oh. There's something else to feel bad about that I'm not doing. <laughs> not, if that's where, what's happening, you need to rewind the story a little bit. Just, Put the video back at the beginning because you missed some of the message. It's just landed on earth. You've taken a message and you're making it earthly. This is about what I have to do. And it's not about what you have to do. And the danger is that we hear about our oh, new status as sons. We've been moved out of one place to another. And that's great. Or we hear about how we're clothed in righteousness, and that's true and it's good. But all the time, not really feeling that, feeling that we're a bit of a cheat. So here I am, standing before the glorious throne, clothed in righteousness, but on the inside, I'm a bit rubbish, really. I'm as earthly as you can get. Thank God for the clothes that he gave me, and he may never find out. I'm hid with Christ. Thank God for that. And I'm planning on staying hidden. And I'm not letting you know who I am either. And that wrecks our intimacy together and with him, because intimacy is, I know it's cheesy, but into me you see. And if I'm like, woo. Even if it's, it's hidden in the cloak of righteousness, I'm not showing you what's going on in here. Because when I look, I'm not very pleased with this. And, and we hear about the Father's love and the Father's heart, and we've been adopted as sons, and then we maybe struggle with... with but that can do the same to us. We can like, well, that's a status change, but he doesn't really know what I'm like. It's just given me a new status but it's still the old me do, do you understand what I mean he's moved we can get the positional move we can get the covering move or, or we can hear about the father's love and, and then we think oh my goodness I don't really know the love of the father oh flip I need a sozo to connect me to the father and there's all my love deficits and father wounds and I'll be forever being repaired And I know environments that can get like that out of this desire to see you repaired so that you connect to the Father's love. And we want to do that. And we do carry wounds. I've carried wounds. I've carried injury. Probably still have some. 
have kept me from enjoying the love of the Father and intimacy with the Son and, and depth of relationship with the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the souls I've, I've had and I want some more because I want to improve that connection where I'm believing a lie and where I've been wounded and so I'm behaving in a certain way to the Godhead who loves me and wants to be intimate with me and I'm keeping them out because I'm scared of them. Really what it is, I'm scared of them finding out about me. But they already know. <laughs> they already see. study going we like you <laughs> more than that it was one morning months and months ago I mean this this guys just stay with me all right God shows up in my room and says you're beautiful <coughs> so it wasn't what I'd done with my hair that day it was <laughs> he was talking to me about he was using a word that meant something about my who he'd made me, what I was, my nature. He's intimate. God knows all about me. He has to. If he wasn't there, even my, all my atoms would separate. <laughs> so who am I kidding? He knows my electrons by name. Another day he said to me, um, I had this sort of visionary encounter and I saw stars and I said, what's that one over there? He said, oh, that's, that's Andy Merrick. I said, no, I'm sitting in the chair having a vision. No, no, I made one and I called it by your name. Oh, wow. I mean, they may call it Rigel 639, but it's mine. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's one out there. Isn't that cool? I have a new car. I have a star. <laughs> but I can go on. And what I can end up thinking is there's always more wounds to heal. There's always more layers of the onion to pare down. Because really right on the inside is just this bit of a yuck. And one day in glory the yuck will be unyucked. But in the meantime, I'm yuck. But I'm a son. I'm a yucky son. I'm a yucky daughter. I'm a yucky son daughter with a robe of righteousness on. Thank God I can keep under the radar because I have the robe and you can't see me. Even heaven doesn't really know what's going on inside of me. And I'm scared to let it out to him, to you, to myself. I'm ashamed of me if I'm not careful. Until you know. That when you got saved, God went <laughs> and put heaven in you. Woo! There's a shiny bit on the inside. <laughs> There's a glowy bit on the inside. There's a heaven explosion on the inside. 
to something that looks uncannily like Jesus leaping around on the inside of you. Because Paul put it another way in Colossians, as he said in 127, says, it's about Christ in you. Flipping heck, I thought he was in heaven. Well, he was, and then God went, (laughs) and now he's in you. So if you have a look, take courage. You might be surprised. Something very exciting happened in your life. A glory heaven explosion took place, which you may have been ignoring because you were afraid to look. Or you didn't really believe it was true. Or you just could only see yourself through your old glasses, through your old lenses. You were regarding yourself from a worldly point of view. So this is a status change. This is an identity change. This is a being clothed, changing your garment change. But it's a change of your being. You are by nature. Hello? You are by nature. Your nature is switched switched from earth to heaven. Come on. Still made of the same stuff on the outside, but it's all brand spanking new stuff on the inside. You had a nature change. And your insides are leaking out to your outsides. In the office and in the snowboarding club. And in your attitudes and in the way that you are. Because Jesus is an example of us, not for us. Hello. You see, we're not doing outside to inside. We're doing inside to outside. The church has been taught for too long that Jesus is who we aspire to be like. He's our model. But what's he a model of? Well, there's someone where we wear a wristband. What would Jesus do here? Uh, in case we're not praying that, help me Jesus prayer, we have a wristband to remind us to think, here I am, whatever situation, what would Jesus do? So we read our Bibles, what would Jesus, Jesus, Jesus do? He didn't own a car, darn. He didn't have a laptop, darn. Didn't have a girlfriend. Didn't get married. We have a limited amount of information on what would Jesus do. And yet we've been told by the church for centuries that we're supposed to imitate him. I.e. get our behavior in line with what we think his behavior might be. Yeah? But he's not an example for us. He's an example of us. He happened. He was a heaven creature in an earth body. He was the firstborn among many brothers. Brothers share the same DNA. Come from the same Papa. They have the same nature. You don't try to be like your brother. You just are like your brother. 
You know, if the hair sticks out of your ears of your dad, then it's like to stick out of your ears too. Oh, I'm just working so hard on having hair that sticks out of my ears because I'm going to imitate my father. Sadly, it just kind of goes, doing. <laughs> Do you see? No, you don't quite yet. We keep going. God doesn't want you to be ashamed about who you are. He changed it. He killed it and gave you a new one. That's <laughs> so good, isn't it? The old, historic, prehistoric you was like <laughs> on the cross. And God went <laughs> and gave you a new one. So that Jesus has become a model of us. You keep saying that, Andy. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm telling you all the time what I mean. Can you do John 14? Yeah, we can do John 14. John 14. Really, really helpful. Hmm. But you need to fasten your seatbelt because I'm going to say something even more outrageous. If you didn't get the first thing, you'll be scared for a minute but in about a week or a year, <laughs> you'll be really happy that I said this. All right, are you strapped in, ready to go? John 14, Jesus, verse 9. So go verse 8. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And we're cool with Jesus saying that. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? Oh, it's getting terribly theological now. The words I say, they're not just my own, rather. It's the Father living in me who's doing his work. Believe in me when I say, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I'll tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will, not even, he will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that, you <coughs> so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it if you love me. You will obey what I command and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, and you will live also. And on that day, you will realize that I am in the, my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and obeys them, he's the one who loves me. Flipping heck, that's so complicated. So many people are in each other. It does your brains in. Who's in who? Well, they're all in each other. But that sounds incestuous and horrible. No, this is heavenly reality that you just got born into. Jesus is saying, let me, let me kind of make, this is, this is the, what's he saying? When you look at me, you see him. The reason you see him when you look at me is because he lives in me and I live in him. Ka-ching. Yeah? yeah? We're all happy with that. 
aren't we? If you agree with that, you're in trouble. Not because it's wrong, but because if you agree with that, you have to agree with the next thing I'm going to say, and then we're in real, real scary stuff. All right. Is that, is that okay? I don't want to agree with you. I'm not going to frighten you too much. He, so he, he says, Philip says, oh, I want to see the Father. He says, dude, he's right in front of you. just comes out of my mouth this stuff I make it up as I go along it's not in the notes it's not anywhere this is I'm called Jesus but if you're looking straight at me you're looking straight at him and then he explains why he says well you're seeing him because I'm in him and he's in me and he's so in me that the stuff that comes out of me is his stuff and the evidence that it's his stuff is that the miracles are happening so if you want to believe that Ah, oh, the Father is standing in front of you and that I'm in Him and He's in me, then believe because there's miracles, because that's heaven leaking out of me, that's Father leaking out of me, that's Father doing His stuff in me and through me to show you that standing, I'm standing in front of you representing Him fully. You're looking at Him, dude. Happy with that? The scary bit, He then says, does He not say, He then goes, Disciples, your turn. They're no longer going to look at me. They're going to look at you. And when they look at you, they're going to see me. How are they going to see me? Because all this in and out stuff starts out. You're in me and I'm in you. And we're in the Father. And what's going to leak out of you is his stuff. Because you're going to do the stuff he does, like I do. In fact, I've left some for you to do. You're going to be more spectacular at it than me. He's an example for us. Sorry, he's an example of us. Even I'm getting it wrong. He is what we are in our redeemedness. He shows us what a human can be when he's filled with a new nature and clothed with the presence of God. That's why in Antioch they called them Christians, little Christs. Because they were going around doing Jesus stuff. They were going around releasing this new nature, releasing heaven on earth. They were going around being Jesus. Because Jesus who had saved them now filled them and they were now in him and he was in them and they just did that stuff. So actually, when we read about Jesus, we go, cool, that's me. He's showing me what I am. Now I am a new creature. And he's showing me what I can do because of what I am. So I'm not going to do it to change me. I'm doing it because I'm changed. I'm not doing it to prove that I'm something. I'm proving I'm something by doing it. It's from the inside to the outside. It's from who you is. (laughs) Not who you are trying to be. If anyone has seen you, 
is seeing Jesus. That's the plan. Lots of little Christs running all over the planet. Okay, we're going to finish here. The devil wants you to believe with all that is within him that you are either evil like him or earthly like Adam. He wants to convince you that you suck, that you're crap, that you're rubbish, that you're a waste of space, you're a no good, good for nothing Christian, that you have no power, that you're dim, that you're dumb, that you're slow, that you're a waste, you're a waste of space, that you'll never amount to anything in the kingdom, that below the radar stuff is where you belong. Because that's all you got to bring to the party. You're an embarrassment to the Christian race. You're an afterthought from heaven. You're a, a maybe. You're an also ran. You're a back of the queue. You're a, you're a someone who's ill-equipped. You're someone that wasn't thought about fully. It was like, oh, we'll get Andy in. He'll do. It's all from the pit of hell. Because if he can keep you in Adam... He has power over you. Wake up. If he can keep you thinking like you're still old, that's who he had power over and still does. If, he can, if we can move into this reality, and we can, that we are precious, we are powerful, we are anointed, we are called, we are heavenly creatures walking around in earthly bodies, then he is in serious crap. <laughs> because the one who is an example of us basically went around kicking devil butt his whole life. Because he had nothing in him. He had no power over him. Why? Because he was heaven to earth. He wasn't earth to heaven. He came to reestablish the authentic and legitimate ruler on this planet. He took the keys back. And then he gave them to you and me. Do you see? This thing you think is real is a cheat. From the devil. The thing I think is real about me, how I don't qualify, and how I'm trying to be ever so humble and keep below the radar and be small and sniveling and quiet, and just so because I'm just really, if you saw who I was, it would be so. Is a cheat, it's a fraud, it's a lie. It's from the earth, it's from the devil, it's not from Papa. And the devil wants it to feel real, be real, because as soon as we start to realize what is really real, he is in serious trouble. Because he has nothing on us. All the stuff you think he has, or he thinks he has, all got washed away in that beautiful blood. Yeah, but what are you still going to do, bad stuff? It's already washed. I mean, how glorious is that for young men? You know, you've already had all your showers.
he's so good. Oh, this, no, I can't do anymore. That's it, we're done. You're, you're amazing. You're glorious. You're, you're God to the earth. You're Jesus to your office, to your school. You're Jesus to your surgery. You're Jesus to your street. You're Jesus to your home. Because he's in you and you're in him. And he breathed something from heaven to earth into you. But I'm so afraid. Well, you don't need to be afraid. If you're afraid, there's a lie somewhere that you're still believing. And we're in the business of helping those be broken off you. So that you can happen. The new, never before seen you can happen on this planet. Because you're filled with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. Heaven's invading the earth through you because heaven's invaded you. Cool, eh? We get to play. We get promoted for free. Our identity's changed. Our being is changed. Our status is changed. All for free. It is amazing. I'm amazed. Thanks. Let's, let's, I feel we should do something. I really do want us to pray for the sick, just in case. But I want to do something first. Could we, if we could stand, just stretch your legs. You sat and listened to me for 45 minutes. <clears throat> okay, if this is true, well, it is true. There is a person inside of you, a new nature, a new person that is unearthly, is spiritual, is heavenly, and he wants out. She wants out. She wants expression. She wants to be seen because it is the real you now. This is not some fraud is not some mind game. This is the real you and the real you would really like to be seen. All these sort of other versions are compromises or lies or but there's something very, very real wants out. And that's happening. I was asking Father about this. Our worship that's part of what's happening. The real you is connected to the real him and there's an exchange going on. There's a sound coming out of you. And it's the one he put in. It's the one he birthed. It's the one he created. And, and, and I just feel we should let... This is, this is only one step in this process, but this, the real you sound come out of you. Yeah. Uh, there's a real you sound. And I really do believe that make a joyful noise to the Lord is not just a verse for bad singers. <laughs> so in, in Romans chapter 8, it talks about inutterable groanings. It talks about prayer in the Spirit that is actually inarticulate groanings is, is one way you can translate it. Words cannot express. Sometimes there's something that just comes out of you that you can't put English around. It's yeah, it's in you. He wants out. He wants expression. He wants to be, start releasing Jesus to the planet. So I'm just going to take a minute and ask the Holy Spirit 
and you ask the Holy Spirit to stir up the real, the sound of the real you. So, okay, just take a minute to do that, and then, then we're going to let him let it out. And it can be anything. It could be a whisper, or a shout, or a anything. I don't know. It's yours. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. So let's pray, Holy Spirit. Just, just you have a conversation with Holy Spirit. Ask Him to stir your sound, stir up the real you, stir the the person God's made you to be. Just take a